Hey there, it's Dana from Can Learn English, and you're listening to the Can Learn English podcast. With this podcast, you'll learn how to speak English like a Canadian and overcome that intermediate plateau with weekly expression and vocabulary episodes that feature fun stories and facts about Canada. Are you ready to learn English for the Great White North? Let's get started. How's it going? I have been super busy lately. I've been making some big changes to the website, the Can Learn English podcast website, just trying to update it and make it easier for you guys to find the episodes and find all the other content that I've created with Can Learn English through my YouTube videos and blog posts. So stay tuned for that. That is in the process right now. I've also updated a little bit how the Podcast Plus members get all of the lesson notes and transcripts. I now email them straight to their inboxes. So if you would like the transcripts and the lesson notes for this episode, and you have access to all of the episodes as well when you join, you can do that by going to canlearnenglishpodcast.com. Other than that, I have been pretty busy working My husband's away on business right now, so I've had the whole house to myself, and I've been able to get a lot of episodes written for you guys and get things organized. So busy, busy. And that ties in with our expression this week, which is a phrasal verb, and it's snowed under, snowed under. So when we say snowed under, we're using it as an exaggerated way of saying, I'm really busy. So you might use this expression when you are super busy. And this expression is used to illustrate the idea of being buried under of whatever is keeping you busy. So imagine being buried under a pile of snow. Snow is quite heavy. You wouldn't be able to move. That would be horrible, right? So let's think of some examples on how we use this in our everyday life. Say you return back to work. After a wonderful two-week vacation with your family, it's Monday morning, you get into work, you greet all your coworkers, catch up, grab a cup of coffee, head to your desk, turn on the computer, and you have 500 unread emails. Oh my God. Has this ever happened to you? (laughs) In this case, you might say, I don't think I'll be leaving at 5 p.m. today. I need to clear my inbox. I am snowed under with unread emails. Or it might be the end of a school term. So for any of those listeners who are in college or university, you know what this is like. All of your big assignments and your exams are due right at the end of the semester. You're feeling pretty stressed. And one of your friends calls and says, a group of us are going to meet up at a local pub. Do you want to come? Well, you know you don't have any time for that. You have all these assignments. You have exams to study for. So in this case, you say, I'm sorry, I'm snowed under with schoolwork, maybe next time. And we also use snowed under as a really great excuse because it is so exaggerated and we use it when we are so, so, so busy. So again, we'll take a situation at work and maybe someone's trying to get in touch with you. They've been calling you, leaving voicemails. In this case, it might be, 
a salesperson. Maybe they want to get in contact with you and they want to sell you something for the office. And they've left you voicemails, but you're too busy. You haven't had time to get back to them. So when you finally do speak to them, you can say, sorry, I haven't gotten back to you. I've just been so snowed under with training my new staff. And I have one more for you. Usually we just do three examples, but this one is so good. I'm going to do four examples. You can also place a noun or pronoun between snow and under. You know how you can do this. This is a separable phrasal verb. So if you're speaking with a friend after work and you've had to reschedule with them many times, do you have that ever happened to you where you plan to meet up with someone, but you just have to keep canceling because something keeps coming up? You could say, sorry, I've just been so busy at work. My new boss has been snowing me under with project after project. I hope that you're enjoying the Can Learn English podcast. If you are, could you take a minute and review this podcast on iTunes? All you need to do is scroll up in the iTunes podcast player and give us a rating. There is an example on how to do this on the website. You can go to can learn English podcast forward slash review if you need any help, but it, I would really appreciate it if you could take a minute and review this podcast. This helps the podcast rank higher in iTunes, and we can reach more students that way. So folks, winter is coming. It's true. <laughs> if you're living in Canada, then you're probably enjoying all those beautiful fall colors when the leaves change and everything is so, so beautiful. And while fall can be warm through September and October, many cities in Canada experience their first snowfall in November. So in this part of the podcast, we're going to talk about dressing for Canadian winter. Now, I love to be prepared for things. That's one thing that I absolutely love. I mean, it's September. It's the end of September when I'm recording this. This episode will be published in October, but I already have the winter jackets pulled out of the basement and hung up and ready to go. So I think it's my suggestion that you get prepared for winter as well. So the first thing that you need for winter is a good winter jacket. Now you might be like, thanks, that's pretty obvious, but there's a lot to know about picking the right jacket. So my number one tip is don't buy anything before you get to Canada. Now you might think, oh, you know, I can buy a jacket in the country that I live and I'll pack it and I'll take it to Canada with me. Don't do it. The winter in Canada might not be what you imagine it to be. So wait until you're there before you buy. So in Canada, all of the jackets that are sold are picked for Canadian winter. So it's more likely that you'll get a good one. Think about the material when you buy a jacket. So ideally you want something with an outer shell that is waterproof. So the snow is going to melt when you move from outside to inside. So if you are commuting, taking the bus, if it's snowing when you're walking and you get on the bus, the bus is heated and it's going to melt. So you don't want to end up all, you know, wet and cold. Another feature that you need to look into is a hood. A hood is a great way to protect you from the elements. When it's windy or snowy, you can just put the hood up and it is amazing. Pockets are also great because they are a place for your hands to go when it's getting really cold and you can put them in and keep them nice and warm. A parka is a very popular style because they're very, very warm. I have always had a parka and I have one here for the winter time in Switzerland. 
The great thing about a parka is, is they're usually a little bit longer than your average jacket. So they cover a little bit of your legs, which will keep you extra warm. The next thing you need is a toque. So what is a toque? (laughs) Well, Canadians call a winter hat a toque. So most of the heat from your body escapes from your head. So it's a really good idea to have a stylish hat that you love that you can put on to keep your head warm. Your ears can get very cold. You don't want to expose your ears to any type of frostbite or anything like that. So getting a toque is a necessity. Also, it goes along with a toque is a good scarf. You need a scarf that you can wrap around and tuck into your jacket. Scarfs scare me a little bit because, you know, you've I've heard plenty of horror stories of a scarf getting caught in the closing, you know, train doors or bus doors. So don't leave your scarf hanging around when it's tied around your neck. Tuck it into your jacket. One of the worst things about the cold is when your hands are freezing. When it gets really cold outside and you're going to be outside for a while, it's better to wear mittens than gloves. So what's the difference? Well, gloves go around each of your fingers. So you have five slots for your five fingers. Mittens only have two slots. They have a slot for four fingers and a thumb. Now, keeping your fingers together inside the mitten keeps your hands warmer because your fingers can share the heat amongst themselves. So definitely, I love wearing mittens. I prefer them to gloves. I only really wear gloves if I'm going to a more fancy type of I want to dress up a little bit. That's the only time I'll wear gloves. I think that mittens keep your hands the warmest. On to footwear. You will need some good winter boots. It's also a good idea if these are waterproof. And if they're not waterproof and you're choosing to get a leather boot, then make sure you get some spray that you can spray them to keep them waterproof. You can buy boots that actually say what temperature they will protect you against. And you want to have a good tread on the bottom. This is the grooves or indents on the bottom of the shoe. This will help you from preventing slipping around when you're on the ice. And it might sound silly, but it really is easy to slip around on the ice. I lived in Ireland and then Brazil, so I skipped a bunch of winters in my life. And then last winter was my first winter back in a cold climate in Switzerland. And I slipped around quite a little bit. It takes, I think it takes a little bit of time to, you know, re-get your balance and realize how slippery ice is, especially ice that you can't see. So be careful, get some good shoes that have a tread on them so you don't fall and hurt yourself. And finally, when the weather gets extreme, you need a pair of long johns, which is long underwear or thermal underwear. If you're facing temperatures below minus 20 degrees, then I suggest that you layer underneath your jeans or trousers. When the weather is that cold, jeans alone won't keep you warm. They just won't. So on really cold days in Canada, so I'm from London, Ontario, which is probably, aside from Vancouver, one of the warmer places in in Canada, but it still gets pretty cold in February. It can be like minus 20. I would put a pair of thicker black tights underneath my jeans. No joke, it keeps you much warmer. Part of the problem with Canadian weather and Canadian winter is that it is so cold outside, but inside, most buildings and houses are kept at room temperature, so like 21 degrees. So when you're commuting from college or university, you'll want to bundle up when you're outside so you keep nice and warm, 
But then once you get to your destination, you'll be far too warm and you'll be sweating in your clothing. So a great way to do that is to layer. And if your college or university has lockers that you can either rent for the semester, I suggest that you do that because you can wear your warm boots while you're there and leave a pair of like indoor sneakers at school or at your university and change into them. And you can also store your coat there and your toque and your scarf and all your winter things. Same goes for work. If you are in a work environment and you have a place to leave your boots and leave your stuff, then switching out is a good idea. So now that you have some basic information to get ready for winter, we need to talk about where you're going to buy all this stuff. So investing in winter clothing is important, but you don't need to break your bank. Thrift shopping or secondhand shopping is really popular in Canada. There are stores called Value Village or Talese, and these stores are actually something I really miss about Canada. They don't really seem to have these stores in Switzerland. So I highly recommend you go and check out these stores because you can find some really high quality items at a fraction of the price, and they're usually in pretty good condition. I was talking to my sister this week, and she actually found a pair of Ugg boots for $5 at a thrift store. So they are great. I usually go to the thrift store every time I'm back in Canada. That's it for our episode today. If you want to learn some more ways about how to say that you're busy, you can check out my latest YouTube video on the Can Learn English YouTube page. Just search Can Learn English on YouTube and I will pop up. To get more information on how you can get the transcripts and lesson notes for this episode, go to canlearnenglishpodcast.com. Until next time, guys. Bye-bye.